Hello everyone and welcome to this Monday's mini episode of the Nurtured by Nature podcast. We're a few episodes into the podcast now and I thought it might be a good time to properly introduce myself. I like to start most of my guest episodes by asking my guests about their nature story and how nature has been a part of and influenced their lives. So I thought that might be a good place for me to start to share a little bit of my nature story. Um, Given that the Monday episodes tend to be quite short snippets, it might be a question of a couple of episodes to share with you my entire story as nature has been a very important part of my life for literally as long as I can remember. I think like many people who love nature, I grew up in the UK and was heavily influenced by watching David Attenborough narrated documentaries. Um, I had an absolute fascination with wildlife and the natural world um, an almost insatiable appetite to learn more and a delight in just the simple role of observing nature and the world around me. I think from my earliest age I had a connection with animals in particular. Um, When I was born my family had cats and dogs and from literally the moment I was capable of crawling I uh, would crawl to the cat basket and curl up with the cat. I've always felt comfortable and probably found it easier to relate to animals than people and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who can probably relate to having an easier relationship with nature and and wildlife than perhaps with people. So although I had a fascination with Africa, I wasn't fortunate enough to travel there. Um, In fact, our family didn't have a huge amount of money, so I didn't actually travel abroad um, until I finished school. But my early childhood, we spent a lot of time in West Wales and... I remember always enjoying the incredible wildlife that we experienced there. Um, Buzzards sitting on telegraph poles, um, going out to some of the islands to see the puffins, um, being aware of ocean wildlife, walking along the shorelines and picking up the little mermaids' purses, as as we knew, but they were actually egg cases. Um, and, yeah, just spent a lot of my childhood years outdoors. That was where I was happiest, was outside, whether it was in our garden or out walking, being aware of the environment around me, plants, birds in particular, Um Obviously, in the UK, um, a lot of our mammal species are a little bit harder to spot. They're quite shy, but it was always exciting when you did see one. Um, I remember, I guess I was probably around 10 or 11, and um, one of our local wildlife trusts had 
a hide that they had set up where you could go in the evening and hopefully keep your fingers crossed um see badgers come up um they would put out peanuts and other little treats for them and my dad took me and I think a friend a couple of times um and then that really evolved even further when at the age of 16 I finally got my first DSLR camera um it was film um in those days not uh, not digital and I used to just love taking pictures of the natural world I didn't have a big long zoom lens at first so my early forays were focused more on probably plants flowers being aware of the natural forms of nature and if I was really lucky and my dedication and patience paid off um sometimes I was rewarded with a few nice shots of British birds if I'd uh, managed to stay still and quiet long enough and that passion has carried on throughout my life but alongside my love of Africa was also my love of horses and that was something that was much easier to nurture in the UK while I was growing up. Again unfortunately my family was not blessed financially and so it wasn't until I was at secondary school and we moved to a much more rural area that I managed to to convince my parents to let me learn to ride and I was also able to help at the local stables in the village where we lived and I think that hand in hand with my opportunity to observe nature and wildlife on another level we would often ride out for hours and hours and you get a different perspective of nature from the back of a horse. Um, the wildlife would often be a little bit more relaxed. I have had some of my most incredible wildlife viewing from the back of a horse. We were blessed in the village to have some incredibly large herds of fallow deer. And I remember an incredible moment of watching probably about... 70 deer and getting in quite close proximity to them when normally the the deer around here are are very nervous of people i also have an amazing memory of watching the deer rut in one of the lower fields um horse pastures and the the deer had no idea i was there watching a misty october morning uh quintessential deer rutting weather and just being amazed by this natural spectacle and I think horses also they provided me or have they still do I still have my own horses now um I, I say I still have my own horses now I am fortunate enough to have finally in later life been able to afford to have my own horses rather than looking after the horses of others but they've also been very inspiring teachers and 
have definitely been companions on my journey into a lot of the things that have inspired this podcast. Um, My interest in natural and holistic medicine has really been encouraged by my own horses having health issues, which the more sort of conventional medical um, and drug options didn't have any answers for. And it left me with little option, like many people who come to complementary or alternative medicine, they've exhausted the options open to them and refused to give up um, and accept the diagnosis um, that it's something you just have to live with. And through my horses, I've learned a huge amount about herbs, essential oils, um, Reiki, foraging, they have been probably my my greatest teachers and they still continue now. Um, I've been blessed with two particularly challenging cases. My first horse was actually gifted to me. He was an old racehorse and he had quite an advanced stage of um, what are known as sarcoids, which are sort of tumorous cancerous growths um, and he had received the best treatment that was available at the time on two occasions and unfortunately it had been unsuccessful for him and when he was gifted to me he was almost 20 years old and had had a hard life and he basically was my inspiration for trying to find different ways to support him because he was still very much enjoying being alive and he wasn't ready to give up. So taking him on, it was my responsibility to see how best I could support him. And that started me on a huge journey of discovery, which continues now, even a decade after he's sadly left us. I also just shortly before I lost him had taken on another younger horse who'd also had a difficult start in life and very nearly lost him from toxic liver poisoning um, as a result of um, chemicals that he had um, ingested from the environment and that again led me on a a whole journey of discovery um, looking into our food systems and the toxins that we're regularly exposed to in our environment as well as also taking me further along the path of complementary health and medicine. It was with the help of an incredible homeopathic vet, a very amazing osteopath and an incredibly talented equine nutritionist and my dear friend and, and barefoot trimmer that we actually brought my little horse through and amazingly he has just turned 20 years old and it's incredible to think that he very very nearly died and fortunately thanks to a brilliant team that I managed to assemble of complementary therapists that we were able to pull him through because sadly there was nothing available in conventional medicine that would have helped him but again with the horses I've had the opportunity to really nurture my skill as a humble observer and 
just being in touch with the environment, the things that are happening around you. Having horses, you don't get a day off. You're out every single day. Um, my horses live out as well. You become in touch with the weather and you notice the changes in your environment, the seasonal changes, the day-to-day -day changes, fluctuations in temperature and rainfall and how that affects the plants and the animals, which animals are more noticeable at which times of year, where the birds are seasonal. We have the beautiful red kites now in this area, which I think I've mentioned in a previous episode, and the different times of year, whether they're mating or they've got youngsters or they're defending territories, how their behaviour changes. And I think that's part of what I love about the natural world is there's just so much going on all the time and so much of it is bigger than us and I think that gives you a very different perspective on life. I think it's very easy with our very hectic, busy, more urbanised lifestyles to get consumed, get in our heads and I find being in nature and being around my horses, I have to be more aware of the world around me. I have to be aware of how the environment around me is affecting me. Horses are very sensitive and they're also very good at picking up on your emotions and mirroring them back at you. So they're wonderful teachers on that side as well. And I'm very grateful to have spent so much of my life learning from these incredible sentient beings. But um, my nature journey also massively incorporates my time in Africa. But that's also quite a long story. So I will give you a break right now and sign off for today. And I will come back next week and share with you some of the stories from my time living in the African wilderness, uh, starting with managing the lodge in South Africa and then how that has gone on to shape my involvement with wildlife conservation and my passion for protecting and conserving the environment for future generations. I hope you've enjoyed learning a little bit more about me today and on Friday I will be back with a fascinating interview with Kerry Searle, an animal communicator and flower essence practitioner based in Australia. Kerry has been a friend and mentor for many years of my life and I'm very excited to share this inspiring and interesting episode with you all. So I hope you'll join me again on Friday for the next episode of the Nurtured by Nature podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Nurtured by Nature podcast. I truly hope this conversation has brought some hope and inspiration into your life. I would love to have these messages ripple out across the world. So if you can, please share this episode with your friends, leave a review on your favourite podcast player and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I would love to hear from you, so please feel free to connect with me on the links provided in the podcast description. But most importantly, thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. But don't forget 
to simply get out there and enjoy the natural world. <laughs>